0: Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I've got a few more stories from Secrets from Field and Forest by John Calvin Reed that I'd like to share with you. Today is one that especially spoke to me because it has to do with a conflict between the birds and the squirrels. And I have seen that conflict going on outside of my window many a time but this story makes me think a little bit differently about it. See what you think about this story of Not For The Birds Only. If you were in Africa or some other country where there are lots of monkeys and you wanted to catch one of them, what kind of trap would you use? I've heard that all you'd need would be a milk bottle fastened by a strong rope to a tree, and inside the milk bottle two or three nuts. Before long, one of the monkeys would come by, seeing the nuts and wanting them. He would push his hand into the mouth of the bottle and close his fingers tight around the nuts, and lo, he'd be caught. A monkey's open hand is small enough to pass back and forth through the mouth of the bottle, but not his closed fist to get free, all he would have to do would be to let go of the nuts and slip his hand back again. But no, he would be so determined to keep the nuts and not let any other monkey have them that he'd keep holding them tight. And so, as long as he held to the nuts, he couldn't get away. Now, let me ask you a question and think twice before you answer. What is it that really traps the monkey? The nuts or his own selfishness and greed. And this brings us to a story about the birds of Wington and how they found that there's a much better way to live than to be selfish and greedy. Bushy Squirrel liked his nickname because he was proud of his wide, fluffy tail. But none of the birds called him that. They called him such names as Pesky, Thief, Robber. They didn't like him at all. Because, you see, every morning he would come to their feeder in Mrs. Kindheart's yard. Then, no matter what the birds did or said, he would climb up the pole and have his breakfast while they had to wait for what was left over. One day, Mr. Woodpecker, with his sharp bill drilled holes along the edge of the feeder, spelling out the words, for birds only. But that didn't faze Bushy. The next morning, he just put his claws into the holes to keep from falling and stayed twice as long. It was Mr. Cardinal who finally came up with the idea that solved the problem. Flying over to the Atlantic Fish Company one afternoon, he said to Mr. Gull, "'I want to buy a quarter of your slickest oil.' "'Here you are,' said Mr. Gull, handing him a can marked Triple A Slick. "'This oil is continued to stay slick "'in rain, snow, or sunshine.' Five minutes later, with a turkey feather for a brush, Mr. Cardinal was painting the pole of their bird feeder with the Triple A Slick Oil. By the time he was through, Almost every bird in Wington was watching, all of them chirping and chattering, all aflutter over Mr. Cardinal's clever idea. Early the next morning, they were back, hiding in the trees, waiting to see what would happen when Bushy arrived. They did not have to wait long, for just after sunup they saw him coming, hopping merrily along straight toward their feeder. When he was just three feet away, he looked up and saw that the feeder had been freshly filled the night before by Mrs. heart. Then, after twitching his tail three times in joyful expectation, he leaped high into the air and onto the pole, but this time his sharp clothes didn't hold. Straight downward he slid, landing with a thump on the ground below. At that point, the birds let go. They chirped, they cackled, they sang, they mocked. Try again, try again, they cried. And Bushy did. Their mocking laughter made him only more determined. He tried from a point closer to the pole, leaping higher toward the top, only to slide down the slippery pole faster and hit the ground harder than before. Again and again, the same thing happened bushy, leaping and sliding, the birds laughing and mocking. At last, he gave up and climbed to a nearby limb to rest, twitched his tail, and studied what his next move should be. Suddenly, Mrs. Woodpecker gave a loud scream, and immediately all eyes turned toward her, and then toward the cause of her scream, which turned out to be Slinky the Snake, "'He was sliding along a limb straight toward Mrs. Woodpecker's nest "'in the hole of a tree nearby. "'By this time Mrs. Woodpecker was in bird sterics. "'Stop him! Stop him!' she cried. "'Don't let him get my baby chicks!' "'Several brave birds tried, some by screaming, others by dive-bombing, "'but Slinky was clever and determined. "'Inch by inch he moved closer and closer to the door of the woodpecker nest.' Soon he was close enough to see inside. Licking out his tongue and looking hungrily at the nearest of three little baby woodpeckers, he pushed in his head. Then suddenly he was hit by something from above, so hard that it felt like a ton of bricks. He lost his balance and knew he was falling, falling straight to the ground. But not until he landed did he know what had hit him. You see, while all the birds' eyes were on Slinky, Bushy had slipped around through the trees, jumping from limb to limb, and had posted himself just in time on a limb ten feet above Mrs. Woodpecker's nest. So, when Slinky's head went in, Bushy came down, dive-bombing him with all his might, His sharp claws were still holding Slinky by the neck when they hit the ground, and before he let loose, he made Slinky promise to eat only flies, gnats, bugs, and mosquitoes for the rest of his life and never, never to climb a tree or go near a bird nest again. Then, but not till then, did he let him go. As the birds listened, then watched Slinky disappear into a nearby thicket. They began to feel ashamed of the way they had treated Bushy. Flying down beside him, Mrs. Woodpecker put her wing over his shoulder as she said, How brave you are! How can I ever repay you for saving my baby chicks? Then Mr. Cardinal, speaking for all of them, invited Bushy to come and have breakfast with them. You can't climb up. "'But our food can fall down,' he said. "'And the other birds, chirping and singing gratefully to Bushy, "'pushed choice seeds over the edge of their feeder "'down to the foot of the pole "'until he could eat not one bite more. "'Then they invited him to come back "'and to have breakfast with them every morning. "'And you won't have to eat off the ground any more,' "'Mrs. Woodpecker said.' Then, that very afternoon, she and Mr. Woodpecker did a very wonderful thing. With their sharp bills, they drilled holes in the slick pole so Bushy could use them as steps and climb up to the feeder whenever he wished. But best of all, they also drilled another word in front of the sign, which completely changed its meaning. Now it reads, not for the birds only. Dear God, we know the world and everything in it belongs to you. So all the good things we have and enjoy are your gifts to us. Help us not to forget that they are not ours to keep, but to share. Do teach us to be kind and generous to everyone, especially to those who have less than we do. Every day may we remember... Until we learn how to give, we really don't know how to live. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that story as much as I do. I have a confession to make. One year, I did the very same thing to our pole that led up to our bird feeder one year. It wasn't a triple-A grease, but it was some Vaseline that I rubbed on the pole. And what's even worse, I confess that it was kind of funny watching the squirrel climb up the pole and slide back down. But I don't do that anymore. And one of the reasons was because I noticed that the birds and the squirrels didn't seem to mind that the birds would eat off of the ground, and a lot of times the squirrel would join them down there too, and they seemed happily sharing together, which is the way God likes things to be, with people as well. I hope you'll join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner next time.